It is a beautiful Monday morning. That's not a good start, is it, George? No, no. Let's say it like this. Try and apply that theory to any other industry in the world. It's a scam. I was betting like 70, 80k. This is the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast, helping you beat the bookmakers. G'day, everyone, and welcome to our FIFA World Cup 2022 daily live streams on the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast. Today, we will be previewing South Korea versus Portugal, Ghana versus Uruguay, Serbia versus Switzerland, and Cameroon versus Brazil. And we'll have a quick look ahead to the opening games of the round of 16 as they will be played over the weekend. And thank God we don't do any streams on the weekend so I can get some sleep. Um, yeah, as always, please send through any questions, comments you have throughout uh, throughout the stream, and I will get to them. But are uh, joining me today, the man himself, Neil Shah. How are you, mate? Mate, uh, I didn't, what day is it? How many days have we done? Like, how many games uh, do they? Be? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just in a World Cup bubble, and uh, yeah, yeah, it and tonight was incredible. I think, I mean, yesterday was was uh, pretty good as well, um, but tonight the drama. I think sort of the World Cup, it's been simmering and it's kind of really kicking into gear now. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to the the knockouts now. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, mate. I'm a broken man right now, so I apologise in <laughs> advance to everyone. I, I think we can all relate. I think anyone who's been sort of uh, digesting all the all the football so far, it's uh, yeah, it's been intense. Yeah, yeah no, everything's everything's going wrong at the moment. Even the the dog's got diarrhea. It's just it's all. It's all oh, happening. Man. I mean, lack of sleep. The dog needs to go to the toilet in the middle of the night. Uh, what else? Trying to trying to get some bets on the UFC. Do some tape on that. Oh, it's just it's <laughs> trying just to get horrible. Oh no, it's all happening. Anyway, should we? Um, oh, should we have a quick recap of today's games? I mean, uh, the, yeah, the Croatia, yeah, the whole Group F situation seems like a world of. Uh, seems like it happened two years ago, but um, yeah, I mean, I don't think anything crazy happened there. I think it kind of all went as predicted. I mean, people will be shocked that Belgium got kicked out, but I'm not shocked at all personally. Um, maybe the way it happened, Lukaku had a thousand chances, but the thing, I think Lukaku is getting. He only had one chance, I think, the one that hit the post that he probably should have put away. The other ones were like deflections, you know, like, you know, they were pretty hard chances. And, and I saw something on Twitter saying that he had nearly two in XG or something in the second half. It, X, the problem with XG is some of the XG models out there is that they'll, they just, they look at like what point in the box that he had a shot. Like, you know, if he's taking a yeah. shot from less than six yards out, of course, that's going to be like, over 0.5 xg but you have to take into the fact that like one of them like the ball got deflected at the last second one of them is like his body was like behind in front of like it was just anyway i think lukaku is copying a heap out there but the one that hit the post was probably the one he should have put away um outside of that it was more so just an accumulation of half chances (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely, and I think I think Guardiola made like I think like a ridiculous challenge as well. Um, and and you know what? Yeah, you can't be too harsh on Lukaku. At the end of the day, Belgium were in this position because they they lost to Morocco. Um, so you know that, you can kind of blame the rest of the team there. And all these kind of stories that you think, um, you know, there was all this disharmony, players not speaking to each other, and all this kind of stuff. 
and we take with a pinch of salt. But uh, I, I don't think they, they necessarily played that badly today, but they just no, didn't have enough. Probably their best game of the tournament. Up. Yeah, and they left it too late. And, uh, you know, Croatia with that midfield, I mean, uh, um, I might as well shamelessly plug a few bets today, but, you know, I was quite heavy on uh, the Croatia passes because I just felt, you know, they'd control the midfield and, you know, kind of control the flow of the game, which kind of is how it transpired. Uh, and then Morocco, Canada, everyone was kind of expecting uh, goals. Uh, I didn't catch uh, the preview for that one. I'm, I'm, I don't know if... Uh, what was it? What were the tips for those games? Which one, mate? <laughs> for the Croatia games and, and the Morocco oh, game. I said... I said, I bet Croatia draw no bet. I mentioned that one, so avoid that one. And I said... Uh, Morocco to win, but I said small play. I wasn't too hectic yeah. on it just because I knew that a draw would get them through too. So, um, so I guess it was all right there. But my my uh, yeah, my bets for the for the group uh, group E ones were were no good. I mean, Spain. I said zero zero at half time, which oh, in hindsight, I'd placed that bet a million times over. I think that wins, you know, in the long term. Yeah, but I mean, they only got one. Yeah, um, and then I had Germany to win to nil, which uh, certainly did not did not happen. <laughs> I think a lot of people did, and uh, yeah, yeah, Costa Rica surprised us. I mean, yeah, the Costa Rica lowest scoring, uh, you know, I think that was a popular bet for a lot of people, and uh, it's just been full of surprises, hasn't it? And then, um, yeah, so that was three o'clock, and uh, yeah, then we had the seven o'clock games. It was kind of mad. Yeah, and now we've got tomorrow's. Yeah. I did, I did, I did, uh, I did tip out last week. This time last week, Japan to win the group at five fifty. So it Great didn't happen in that. the most conventional way possible, <laughs> but it did happen. So I did get a nice message from a fellow. Just before. I mean, anyone who had a Japan Costa Rica dual forecast, um, <laughs> you know, a few minutes, you would have been on cloud nine. Uh, so yeah, commiserations to you. Oh, that would have been classic. Anyway, <laughs> we should uh, we should get onto today's games before I fall asleep, mate. South Korea versus, uh, versus Portugal kick us off today. We've got South Korea. They've had a little bit of money overnight. I don't know if there's been any news about Portugal resting players or something, but South Korea 4.29, the draw 4.15, Portugal 1.78, Asian handicap at three quarters of a goal and over under two and a half goals here. Um, yeah, Portugal don't have anything to play for here. They'll most likely top the group no matter what happens. Um, and... South Korea need a win, obviously, just to have a sniff to go through. But for me, this just gives me major France kind of vibes that they could just come out here and play their second string team potentially. And for me, it's just like, a, oh, what's the point in having a bet until you know the team news? Yeah, I'm, I'm 100% agree with you there. Uh, I mean, I took uh, South Korea, um, you know, on an opening line. At Ladbrokes, and I think it was um, 8.5 at the time. But then you, always, you 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 run the risk. I mean, obviously this time it worked out. I also took Japan, you know, um, when they were kind of you know arbing quite high against Pinnacle, but they ended up kind of around the same price anyway uh, for today, um, and ended up winning. Oh yeah, I forgot actually. Yeah, that was a tip from my members from earlier on. Um, so so yeah, it, it kind of works both ways. Obviously, look, South Korea falls at the moment, but. They're an interesting one. In a game like this, I um, I only kind of watched some of the highlights against Ghana. I didn't watch it live. 
Um, but again, kind of listening to some of the analysis, it was kind of, um, you know, they didn't give up. I think they were 2-0 down, weren't they? And they kind of got it back to 2-2 yeah, and pulled a couple of they goals. Were, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and so, um, you know, they've got some fight in them. Um, they will play for pride. You know, they're not the kind of team that's going to kind of down tools. And um, you can say all these kind of cliches about, um, again, like East Asian teams, but just uh, they kind of work as a collective and they're going to be hard to break down. They're going to be tough. And, and, and they have a chance. So at the moment, I think the table has uh, Ghana uh, on, I think, five goals. You know, they're kind of level on goal difference. South Korea are get uh, minus one. Um, so again, you know, and if the if they finish on equal points, then it's going to be that goal difference rather than the head to head first, as far as I'm aware. So um, they definitely have a chance. I just I don't know if I can see them scoring, you know, two or three against this Portuguese defense unless Portuguese kind of turn up half cooked or you know kind of complacent. You did see today what happened with Germany. You know, Rudiger was making kind of careless mistakes at the back, and it. And um, in this tournament, teams are kind of underestimating um, relatively weaker opposition. I think that could be quite dangerous for Portugal. Um, but I just think they have too much up front. I think even if they rotate, you know, um, Ronaldo, I don't know, does he start? You know, is he going to demand to, to start? You know, is he kind of um, still incredulous that he didn't score that goal with, you know, the, the, the little fraction of his hair in the last game? Um, but again, you've got you know, the Owl will probably want to get game time. Who else do they rotate in that team? Um, <clears throat> so from a pop- props angle, I mean, it might be something I-, I can't really say now. It might be something just closer to kickoff to see when uh, team news comes out. Um, I definitely wouldn't be taking Portugal at 1.78. You know, I wouldn't take them below evens. Um, considering they don't need to win this game, they could easily kind of grind this out, you know, um, it's yeah, it's one I'm going to be careful of personally. I'll monitor it in play. Um, could be one that again is kind of like a, sl- a slow burner. Maybe South Korea will want to kind of ease their way into the game. Um, you know, not necessarily take any big risks in the first 15 20 minutes, but try you know, just to try and kind of nick that goal. But yeah, this is probably one of the ones I'm, I'm, I'm gonna leave. I think no official yeah. play there no need to bet on every game you know i think how many games have we had almost 100 or something you know so you, you yeah. don't have to be betting everything yeah i think if portugal goes strong then i'd be happy to take the odds on offer now but i you know team news comes out i'm sure that 1.78 will probably drop uh yeah and yeah, so I don't know. I think we just move on, mate. I honestly think we can get better analysis in some of these other games where it's yeah. a lot more predictable to to what the teams are going to do. So Ghana, Uruguay, uh, 5.06 for Ghana, the draw 3.88. Uruguay, 1.74. Asian handicap, three quarters of a goal, over under two and a half. Uh, yeah, Ghana most likely only need a draw to go through and Uruguay at the very least need a win kind of in a similar situation to, to South Korea there just all kind of depends on you know the other results in the game um, yeah Ghana probably been the most entertaining team of the competition so far Uruguay one of the less entertaining teams have seriously lacked goals but they uh, they did get more XG than Portugal so you know they are they did improve in that second game it's just a matter of putting the ball in the back of the net and they certainly have uh, 
plenty of players that can do that. So I would expect Uruguay to probably play the best game of the group here. Um, <clears throat> I think, uh, I don't know if it's been backed in, but over two and a half in this one, I thought looked very decent. Uh, 2.06 on Pinnacle at the moment. Um, yeah, Uruguay need a win. They need to press for a win. Ghana, Ghana's defence is not too great. Uruguay's defence is decent, but they need to press and get goals. So unless, you know, unless Uruguay go out there, score first and sit back, then maybe that's that's not looking too flush. But, I mean, Uruguay are going to go out there, try and get goals, and Ghana have shown that they can get goals too. So I would side more so with over two and a half. Do you have, do you have any thoughts on this game, mate? Yeah, um, I think it does end up two and a half. I, I'm generally just not a fan of the um, over the two and a half market in general, kind of pre-match. I think it's kind of a it's a very popular market, and as such, I think it's quite a sharp market to beat. And I think the odds are kind of about right. Um, something that I thought I quite like to do on the exchange is take the first half goals line. So I, I like I, I like this for a first half two and a half goals line. Um, basically, you know, if, if you're able, like, I generally sort of take it maybe five or six minutes in, ten, up to ten minutes in. Um, there's quite a decay on the odds, so you can get a kind of very cheap lay of that price. Um, and again, if you get two kind of fast goals you know, before the 30th minute, you can get a lovely trade out or a, or a free bet position, um, you know, which uh, ten, tends to work well. Um, so yeah, I, I think because Ghana are just kind of completely chaotic team, um, really entertaining, really refreshing, breath of fresh air, considering how many nil-nil half times we've had in this tournament. Um, Uruguay have to win. And uh, I'm just seeing like uh, Paul's messages here. And uh, Paul said something the other day, um, you know, which I think is a great point that, you know, just because the team needs to win doesn't, uh, sorry, has to win doesn't, you know, mean that they will win. Um, the odds always seem to shorten on teams that need to win. But yeah. I think that's a misnomer. I think that's something to be careful on because, um, to be fair, Uruguay have been unlucky. I think they've hit the woodwork like three times already, but they haven't scored. Um, and, and they and you know they have to go chasing this game. And I think um, Ghana are going to be very dangerous on the break. You know they've got kind of quick, powerful players. Um, you know Kudus in unbelievable form, and Gisa. You know, uh, you know just uh, sorry. Um, yeah, you know just just really uh, gifted uh, uh, players in that team um, <clears throat> that can kind of uh, push with speed, um, break a kind of slow uh, Uruguayan defence. Um, you know again. Um, is, is the likes of Godin going to cope with that? Uh, but can Ghana really exploit it? I wouldn't. They do look a generous price at fives. Oh, very. Um, uh, and I said the same thing about Saudi the other day. And uh, you know, they, they, to be fair, Saudi gave us a run for our money. Um, but would I trust them? So maybe you know, you could like look at um, you know, let's say Ghana plus one handicap, for example. Um, but yeah, I would be inclined to go with you. I'd want to get on goals, but I I wouldn't necessarily want to take that pre-match. I'd kind of okay. wait for the odds to decay a little bit, um, and you know, let's say go for broke first half. Um, you know, no joy there. Then definitely kind of late on. Um, you know, we've seen kind of how games are kind of exploding into life in the second half now. Um, it is quite. It, you know, people are saying it's going to be quite spicy as well. The card line is quite high. I think um, you know, on three six five, it's uh, four and a half. 
and that's maybe kind of reflective of the narrative of you know 2010 and um you know when when Suarez uh you know again got sent off Ghana missed the penalty they could have gone through to the semi-finals so there is going to be that element to the game but I yeah I disagree yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily see that playing out in the game itself. I think that's something for the fans, um, I, which basically will come on to the Serbia-Switzerland game, where I think that will be an actual element of the game. Um, so there might be some value there as well, or maybe kind of going low on the cards. Um, but again, that's kind of a risk. But yeah, I think out of all the players, I think yeah, there's going to have goals. It just depends if it's going to be first half, second half. Um, I'll be extremely surprised if this ends up sort of nil nil, one nil for the side. Um, the whole uh, the whole narrative thing. I mean, was it was it the two thousand and ten World Cup yeah. that happened? I mean, mate, yeah. that's twelve years ago. None Suarez of these players were playing there. other than Suarez. That's the only one. So, I mean, I think yeah, Cavani might have been there. Maybe Godin as well. Um, yeah, right so there's there's a few, but um, but, but, but no, Ghana. Ghana is supposed to be the team that are angry about it. So if they've got no players in there, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure they'll. Maybe Ayu, uh, I think, would be the only one. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think um, there's kind of maybe you know something to take with a pinch of salt there. Um, and I don't know. Are they going to start Suarez? Are they going to just kind of go for broke within a front three? Um, one other play I liked on this as well was uh, Darwin Nunez. Um, I don't know if the odds are still going to be there, but it might be worth checking the exchange. I was able to get kind of close to threes for him to get uh, over one and a half uh, shots on target, which I think is quite generous. A game like this, I think uh, they're going to have to go for it. Ghana are going to ex- uh, leave a lot of space. Um, you know, Uruguay will get chances. And if you want an outside bet for a, a goal scorer, um, you know, Benton Coe has been in good form for Spurs this year. Um, he went on a sort of crazy run. Uh, I can't remember if it was the first or second game where he sort of beat like four or five second players. Game. And, you know, yeah. Second game, yeah, just you know, he almost scored. Um, so, you know, he, he again could be one to watch out for because you're going to have the obvious, you know, Nunez, uh, Suarez and Cavani as the three candidates. But actually, he might be the one getting space to kind of drift into the box um, and, you know, and sneak a goal. Um, but yeah, those would be my plays on the game. All right. Nice, mate. I think... Yeah, I think over two and a half is good value. But like you said, um, it is a matter of when that will happen in the game. But Uruguay will be, you would think, the one hogging possession and trying to get that goal because they desperately, you know, need the win. And then, you know, if they do go up a goal, then Ghana, we know what they're like. They're going to go for it. And that's going to leave them exposed too. So, yeah. Maybe the uh, I like over two and a half. I can, I can lock that in as a bet for myself, but it's just a matter of you know maybe you want to have a look at the first half lines, second half lines. I'm not sure if I can I can get that up here and see if I can find second half goals. Yeah, I'm not going to trust myself to find that nice and swiftly. But uh, yeah, maybe something to look at if because you know you could get to the stage where Uruguay haven't been able to break them down in the first half. Could look at you know maybe just zero goals in the first half, and then it just goes a bit ballistic in the second, yeah. like we've so, seen in a lot of these games. If you wanted to get kind of, um, if you think it's going to be a crazy fast start, I think on the exchange you can get ten point five on, um, and it's a little bit gappy, so you could probably wait a little bit and get let's say elevens on um, you know over two and a half first half goals. 
and you don't need to stay in the whole time. You know, if there's two quick goals, you know, you'll be able to get a very healthy cash out. <clears throat> yeah, and looking back at Ghana's games, they uh, well they they scored two goals in the first half against South Korea, but then there was the Portugal game where there was five goals in the second half. I'm pretty they were all five mm. were in the second half. So. Um, yeah. All right. Something I think we've given enough there for, for people to chew on, mate. So let's move on to Cameroon versus yeah, Brazil. <laughs> yeah, fucking oath. Um yeah, look for me, mate, this is just another one that's pretty hard to break down. The only difference here is compared to Portugal, Brazil have an incredible squad. So even if they put out the second team, they're gonna be a lot better than Cameroon, you would think. Um yeah, and also, you know, Brazil, I think they have a more, uh, what's the word, a more implemented system, you might want to call it. So, you know, you can put in like-for-like replacements. Sure, they might not be the better players, but they know how to play the way, uh, is it Tite, is that his name, wants to play? Yeah. Um, so you got Cameroon, 8.38, 5.03, the draw. Brazil, 1.39. Asian handicap, 1.25. Over-under at 2.75. So, yeah, uh, Cameroon need to win. Brazil may rest some players. But um, let's just say, for example, let's just say that they decided we're going to rest our starting team or, you know, some of our starting front line, for example. We're looking at the likes of Martinelli, and the front could start. Gabriel Jesus can start. Um, who, <laughs> who have they got? Uh, Rodrigo. Anthony. Bruno Gumaras is on the bench. Um, yeah, I'm just well. going That's through nice. some of it. Fabinho, Danny Alves. I mean, it's just uh, Anthony. It's just it's a ridiculous, ridiculous squad. So I, you know, unlike maybe the France game or the Portugal game. I think this maybe 1.39 looks fair. I think it looks about fair. What do you think? Yeah, I think um, the, 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 yeah, like you say, they're, they're pretty strong. The, the, my concern with this one is, again, sort of what tempo they're going to play the game at. Um, they should still see it off. I've seen, again, tips on Brazil to win to nil. Um, Brazil to win both halves. Again, kind of Brazil minus one. The usual kind of sort of bread and butter bets on this. I'm not really going to take any of those. I don't really like the odds on, on any of those, really. Um, you could take a wild punt at nil-nil halftime, but I don't trust Cameroon. No. Um, you know, not to concede um, by halftime. I think they're kind of... Um, the Serbia game was really chaotic. I think Serbia, um, you know, let them back into that game. They should have really sort of punished them, um, you know, shut up shop and, and kind of got the win. Um, so I think it was a little bit flattering to, to Cameroon in the end. And Brazil, I think the metrics show out of all the, the teams in the tournament, they're either first or second in terms of um, XG against, you know, they did, I think they you know, barely concede a shot on target. You know, I don't see Cameroon necessarily being able to, get near their goal. Again, whoever Brazil are going to have in that central defence and that central midfield, they're going to be strong, physical. They're going to match the Cameroons for strength and speed um, and they're going to supersede them in technique. So I just don't see how Cameroon are going to make that breakthrough. Um, 
the the play I was kind of interested in, I haven't decided what it's called Trilly yet, so I suppose it's kind of live, um, was on um, Tangisa on his passes. Um, I think the line is 40 and a half on 365. Just to feel if, if Brazil are a bit disjointed, they're a bit maybe disinterested and flat, um, then you know they will let Cameroon have more of the ball. Um, they're not really going to be pressing them too hard. Um, too high up the pitch, and you know the kind of the game could kind of descend into something a little bit flat later on. Um, I suppose you want to be looking at who's actually starting. I think Jesus probably looks like a very likely starter. I don't know. Um, you can get an idea from three six fives. You've got um, um, Anthony Jesus and Martinelli um, all kind of priced up there. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to see. But then do they get the 90 minutes? So, you know, do you want to be on overs on any of those players or are you going to look at an unders play on their shots or passes or something like that? But, yeah, um, it, it's, it's not going to be one for me, really. I'm going to have a look in play, um, but I don't think I'm going to have any sort of positions on it. I, I just think with these group games, when, when there's a team with nothing to play for, um, there will be players who want to impress, but... Again, if you're making lots of changes in the team, you can see with like, like with France, um, I don't think they'll lose necessarily like like, like France, but you know I wouldn't necessarily want to take Brazil at a minus one, minus two handicap. Um, I know some people are quite bullish, you know, the tip to world that Brazil are still going to batter them. I'm, I'm not sure. So um, yeah, there's plenty of other games to to look at. I think. Yeah, I have heard. Um... I, I don't really mind the, you know, Brazil to win at halftime and full-time. You can get that above evens. Yeah, Brazil to uh, win the first half at 197, uh, 1.97, sorry, at Pinnacle. I think that's pretty decent. Like Cameroon conceded two goals to Serbia, but they were right at the end of the second half, uh, first half, sorry. So, yeah, I mean... You would think I would favour Brazil to score a goal in the first half, so maybe that is a decent play. But, um, yeah, like you said, even though you could bring on all the talent in the world, these guys wouldn't have played too much football together. So it's hard to, you know, get too hung up on, on them being able to, you know, rack up heaps of goals. So... Yeah, all right. I think we've uh, we've covered that one nicely. Got a well, few comments. One, come. one best bet. Yeah, one one best bet for this one. If you maybe you can get a request to bet, or you know, one of those uh, odds odds on uh, on those uh, on Anthony just to do like a like one of his stupid stepovers during the game and just kick oh it out God. of play like he does for Man United. I can't see stand him, mate. He's so <laughs> annoying. Um. <laughs> Once he did that celebration against Arsenal to score that goal, that like lion roaring thing, I was like, just maybe want to vomit. I'm like, mate, just go away. <laughs> anyway, I, I have ignored the comments on the stream, by the way. Great to have Janelle, 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 Janelle along, uh, fainting the lines here too. Bloody hell, mate! If you could have, uh, if you can, if you can type with your fingers, why aren't you here on the stream? Very disappointing, mate. I come with the got... you know, my, my fans. Tyrus, Tyrus, mate, he's bigging me up. Good to see you, mate. But uh, let's let's go on to the the final game of the groups. Hallelujah! Switzerland versus Serbia. Serbia at two point six five. The draw three point four seven. Switzerland 
2.77. Asian handicap at draw, no bet. And the over-under at 2.25. Switzerland only need a draw unless Cameroon beat Brazil, which sounds crazy, but Costa Rica at one point today were leading Germany. So not the craziest thing potentially. And Saudi Arabia beat Argentina earlier in the tournament. And Australia made it through to the round of 16. Do you want me to keep going with just crazy things that have happened (laughs) in this World Cup? Um, (laughs) So, yeah, Serbia need a win, obviously, to have a sniff uh, of of going through. Uh, Yeah, this gives me very big vibes of the game we saw today of Croatia versus Belgium. I think I'm assuming Belgium still went in as favourite in the end. I'm not too sure how that closed. Yeah, Yeah. Um, which is you're basically going, you know, one team needs to win. Are you going to make them favourites, even though they're the worst team, just because they need to go through? Or do you think or do you back the team that's actually been playing better than them the whole tournament? So, yeah. I don't know. What do, what do you think about this one, mate? I, I see Switzerland should I think Switzerland should be favorites. I think they're the, the better team. I think they can they can potentially beat Serbia here, but like, you know, like I said, they don't have to they don't have to win. Yeah, I, I can't wait for this one. This is gonna be sort of um one of my sort of highlights of the tournament. I, I was watching uh, Marco Hare yesterday, you know, he said the same thing, you know, this this was kind of one of the games. There's just like such tension between the two teams. So if anyone sort of isn't aware of uh, the context, I mean, I, I don't, you know, I can't fully explain everything, but, um, you know, they, they met in, in, in the World Cup and, um, you know, there are some kind of ethnic Al- Albanians uh, in uh, the, the Switzerland team. Obviously, with the history of the the, the civil war in in in, in, uh, in Serbia and Yugoslavia, um, there were some kind of gestures made, kind of highly offensive gestures made by uh, Shakiri um, in, in the last game, who is playing in this game, and um, <clears throat> I think apparently at the beginning of this tournament um, there was uh, again a kind of um, uh, something put up on the wall of the Serbia dressing room you know, that was kind of sort of inflammatory or kind of offensive and kind of, again, leaning towards kind of a political message. Uh, so this is definitely one of those where it's not a case of, you know, this kind of 2010 revenge. This is kind of, I think, sort of real hate between some of those players. And, you know, it, there, there there are some uh, interesting characters on display for both sides. So, sort of moving aside from the goals or anything else, I, you know, I, I want to be on cards, and specifically, I've got some sort of small positions on red cards. So I fancy that we've only had one red card so far in the tournament. Um, you know, the, the generally referees have been pretty lenient with it. There's so much on the line with this game. There's kind of a lot of animosity between some of the players, um, and there are some hotheads on that pitch. You know, um, your your man, Mister Mister Granite. Uh, he he's had twelve red cards in his career. He seems to have calmed it down. He seems to have sort of maybe you know mellowed out in of, old age. I would say he's matured slightly. I would yeah. He's kind of turned into more of an aggravator role. I would say he tries to rile up the opposition a little bit more. Yeah. But I still do not trust him to just. He's got that natural instinct to snap and do something yeah. like a. I'm not going to say he's going to go headbutt a bloke, but he's got a natural instinct to go two-footed on someone still. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, the, he, uh, yeah, absolutely. You, you, a game like this with so much sort of tension, you know, I think there's a, there, there's definitely potential for players to lose their heads. Um, there were some huge odds on offer. So, so well, yeah, so one I like, one kind of official play I put out to my members is, uh, again, uh, for Zaka, he's 28 to 1 to be sent off in the game, which I think is, is quite generous. Uh, and I don't know if this is still available, but please smash them for all you can. Um, on Unibet, Mitrovic was 130 to 1 to be red carded. If anyone remembers his time with Newcastle, I think it was pretty much every time he went on the pitch, he was sent off. Um, you know, I don't, I don't see. Uh, I, I think those odds are way too big. They, they may have been slashed by now. I would take it probably up to fifty to one. Um, you know, these are small plays, by the way. You know, maybe spread across half a point across these. Oh, um, whole bankroll. Why not? Yeah, yeah, just lump it all on. Um, and the third player I was going to pick was Shakiri again because of the gesture that he made. Um, he career-wise, it's kind of Zaka and Mitrovic kind of have the stats for it and the evidence for it. Shakiri, think he's only been sent off once in his career. Um, how many times was Zidane sent off, you know, before the World Cup final? So um, it, it could happen. And he's also around kind of 120 to 1, 130 to 1, something like that, um, all at Unibet. So please, everyone log on to Unibet and, uh, you know, um, give, give the traders a panic with the liabilities. I think uh, it's yeah. very generous. It's probably going to like, be powerful. I like you the... Know, the... Yeah, I was just going to say, I like the Mitrovic one because you can see a scenario where... Mitrovic or potentially Serbia are, are really trying to break down that Swiss defence and they just can't break them down. And old mate Mitrovic has maybe missed a few shots. Yeah. Like he's missed. just so angry that he hasn't scored a goal. Shaka gets in his yeah. ear, elbows him in the face, red card. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, to be honest, I don't care if it's nil-nil. I just want all-out UFC <laughs> rumble. Uh, yeah, that's what I want. But, yeah, I mean, but in terms of the goals angle, you know, I came into this tournament back um, kind of keen on Serbia to just edge Switzerland. I just thought up front, they just had that cutting edge, that kind of finesse, um, you know, that, that kind of extra quality. That Switzerland, as, I suppose, as a team, kind of more balanced, they've got kind of sort of better quality in different areas. But I just thought kind of I would give Serbia a slight edge because I think Switzerland were slight favourites to qualify. And I just thought it should be the other way around. But given what I've seen so far, I think you know that the probably the price was right. Um, you know, Switzerland have um, you know they've they've, they've been decent. Um, and you didn't back yeah, my I suggestion, would... mate, on the on the outright preview. I said Switzerland to qualify, mate. You should have you yeah. should have backed the genius mind of myself. Come on, mate, bloody hell! <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you know, I, I got in Iran, but um, you know, <laughs> you almost. <laughs> um, oh god! Yeah. But I mean, right. yeah, I mean. Well, well, one thing I'm going to say, I don't know, for, again, for people watching, sort of when you look at the odds, when I look at the odds like this, if I look at a game like this where the you know both teams are around sort of 2.7 mark, the draws around 3.5, for me, instantly, that's a sign to just avoid the 1x2 markets, unless I've got a very strong opinion. You know, this could go anyway. You can see a scenario where Serbia might sneak it. You can see a scenario where Switzerland might sneak it. You could see it being 3 all. You could see it somehow, well, maybe not being nil-nil, but um, the overs-unders line seems sort of fairly low, uh, I, I would say. 
Um, but again, that's because if there's one team who doesn't need the win, uh, one team who does, then you're going to have these kind of mm. ones holding out. So, yeah, my angle would be cards. If somehow there's no yellow cards at half time, I would pile in because the cards line is obviously going to drop and decay. Um, maybe it weren't that much, but again, if you're you know if you get let's say three and a half over three and a half yellow cards at half time, I would definitely take that. Um, you could easily see a flurry of them second half. I haven't actually looked into the referee, but I don't think it even matters who the referee is in a game like this. I think the challenges are just going to be so uh, brutal that um, you're going to get them. Yeah, agree, mate. I think, uh, yeah, maybe I might have a play on uh, Switzerland draw, no bet potentially, but I still have, I don't know how much I've got on Switzerland to qualify. I can't remember. So I probably won't. Maybe a small little play, but I would never I would never steer anyone away from Switzerland above evens to draw no bet. They're the better team. And you even saw, like let's just say worst case scenario for Switzerland, they pop. let's just say they sit back, invite the pressure. Worst case scenario, Serbia score. Serbia were winning by two goals against Cameroon and they conceded two yeah. goals. So you can't trust I, Serbia to keep clean sheet. Hundred percent. So I'd, uh, I wouldn't, I really wouldn't steer anyone away from over two point two five. I do think that's probably a little low. I'd probably have that at least at two point five, maybe a little higher. So mm-hmm. I think, uh, yeah, I'd be happy to say, <clears throat> for me, Switzerland draw no bet, and also over two point two five. You look at the game state either way. Uh, I, I think there's, there's, there can be lots of goals in this one. So, all right. I think we've uh, we covered that well, mate. We will, though. I'd oh, sorry, just a couple comments here. I like this uh, comment from um, from Lock. Yes, though he says you either go Swiss plus the under goals or Serbia and the over, which I think is a fair fair comment yeah. to make. Um, you could see a scenario though that Switzerland, you know, could potentially, you know, go go a goal down and come back and win, or you could see a scenario where you know they go up a goal and then Serbia go ballistic and then leave themselves vulnerable at the back. So, yeah, it's – yeah, or well, as we saw today, it's just crazy. It's really hard to make a firm prediction. I guess you've just got to do it all over, look at the odds and see if it correlates to, to value. But he's got another comment here. He says, was a decent bet to oppose both Germany and Spain individually at almost even money to win the group. Uh, e always upsets. So, yeah, if you did, you would have made some some nice money – this morning or tonight for you guys over there. Um, mate, let's have a look at the games on the weekend. Uh, so, so this will be Saturday and Sunday for you guys over in Europe. You've got Netherlands versus the USA, round of 16, Australia versus Argentina, France versus Poland, and England versus Senegal. Let's give our quick one-minute hit on each game. I think Netherlands game, USA, I really like the unders on that one. I think uh, both teams uh, have been pretty poor in front of goal for the most part and just creating chances in general. Netherlands, overall, their XG has been really poor. Uh, and uh, and the USA just don't really have a great finisher up front. Not sure if Pulisic is, is fit or not, but I did like, I think you can get, uh, let me have a quick look, under 2.25 goals is at uh, 182. I don't mind that. And also I didn't mind the correct score of nil-nil, which you can get around nines. 
Um, but yeah, any quick thoughts on that one, mate? Yeah, I think um, the US are dangerous. Uh, I think generally uh, they've got that momentum very tough to break down. Um, I think they're what four point three three. I'm I'm seeing now. So win Sorry, the game. I'll just I share my screen. Yeah. yeah, so I wouldn't take them to win the game, but I, 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 I yeah, I would kind of be comfortable taking them on a kind of draw no bet. Can the Dutch break them down? The way they're playing. You know, they have the talent, but they're kind of a bit disjointed. I don't know if Depay is fully fit. Can you expect Gakpo to kind of keep this up? Um, by the way, that was, you know, if you remember one of my shouts, Gakpo basically has kept them yeah, in genius. the tournament. Um, uh, is he going to do that four games running? So, yeah, I mean, that's that's big. You know, you could kind of trade the draw <clears throat> at the beginning, um, you know, kind of take unders. But... Um, I see the Dutch eventually kind of prevailing, but I think the USA have got a good chance. And I think, again, you know, they take them to um, nil-nil halftime. They can sneak a goal second half, take it to extra time, um, take it to penalties. I don't think the Dutch have a great penalties record. Um, so you never know. I, w- I would definitely not be in the Dutch at evens. It sounds no, like a good prize, definitely not. but not the way they're playing. Yeah, if you've been watching the games, the USA have arguably been better than the Dutch, or at least I'd be, you know, if you factor in the fact, you know, the Netherlands, you know, they might not be the better team, but they can score goals. You know, maybe you have Netherlands at slight, slight favourites. And Depay hasn't been playing either. So, you know, they might look a little bit a little bit better. But I think either way, if either of these teams go up one goal, like it's it doesn't, it doesn't mean that the game's just going to be spread wide open. Like both of these teams are, you know, they lack they lack the ability to get the ball in the back of the net. So, and just to just so people know, if I if we're talking about you know unders or teams to win, that's all in the ninety minutes. So, if it's under, if it's yeah. one nil at the end, or oh, sorry, if it's one one or nil nil at the end of the <clears throat> ninety minutes, the unders would win, um, no matter what happens in extra time. So. I think most people know that, but just in case, there are some guys out there that are, yeah, that don't know too much about uh, soccer. I, uh, I, they're the best one I saw, especially people from the US, mate. I saw it. Sorry, Paul, but oh, I saw someone. Oh, you're going to get Paul, Paul going off on one now. I saw the greatest thing on Twitter after the USA drew with Wales. I saw a, a tweet from a guy that I follow. Uh, he's kind of, you know, that's bets UFC from America and he said oh no does that mean we're out of the tournament or something like that after <laughs> after the Wales draw and I was like oh god <laughs> oh god um but yeah Paul shout outs uh Neil for his uh Gakpo I think you said Gakpo was going to get man of the match every game I don't know if that actually happened but he certainly got at least one man yeah I, I didn't better than the other two because uh <laughs> the bookies got guys. If anyone wasn't following this, so in the beginning, the man of the match markets weren't factoring in that um, it was a fan vote, so it could be kind of manipulated. So what happened after the second round of games was, you know, all the kind of typical favourites and the well-known players and the sort of big-name strikers, their odds were kind of slashed across the board. Um, so I, I mean, I tipped up Gakpo first the first game, but it was kind of a sort of throwaway comment, you know, just back him to be man of the match every game. Um, but I think you know, at least he got one of the three, if not two. Yeah, that's a winner, mate. That's a winner, mate. Especially at those odds, they probably would have been quite big. So 
Tip of the hat to you, mate. Uh, Fainting the line, Paul says uh, he likes USA plus a quarter of a goal yeah, at two point two four to get something if there is a if there is a draw. But yeah, for me, I like the unders. Oh, sorry, wrong one. I like the unders and uh, and the nil nil correct score. I think happens more than you know what it's reflected. At the, I think it's nine around nines at the moment. I think happens a lot less than that probably in this kind of game. Uh, Next game, mate, we have what are, would it be? I think it's Argentina versus Australia. I cannot England. believe I'm saying this. I was praying for Australia versus Saudi Arabia. It would have just made my life. Uh, but unfortunately, we got this game. But in saying all of that, I think Australia, let me just check. I think, let me just, I think Australia were like 21 or something yesterday, like something ridiculous. But now they're into yeah. Now they're into seventeens, which you know maybe a little bit fairer. But yeah, any thoughts on this one, mate? Um, yeah, I mean, sort of anything. Other, I mean, if Australia do, the, I mean, well, I don't know. Would this would this be a bigger shock than the Saudi game? Probably because it's a knockout game, and you can kind of these things happen in the group stages. So. Um, I mean, but, but I mean, it would be interesting to see the handicaps for this because um, I think obviously Argentina do it, but I don't think they'd necessarily do it at a canter. I think you know Australia will be well organised. They've shown that already against you know good opposition. Um, you know, again against Denmark, we're able to get that game. Yeah, that's a, that's a difficult team, um, <clears throat> and um, so yeah, I, I would you know maybe be tempted to take Australia maybe on a plus two if if the odds are kind of generous. You get plus um, two at one seventy eight at the moment. You get plus one point seven five at over evens, but mm-hmm. the only problem with that, mate, is if they're losing by a goal with you know minutes left, you would yeah. you know they're going to yeah, be trying to equalise. I could see them just get absolutely yeah. slaughtered on the counter. I'd be if I was if maybe you wanted to side, yeah, maybe want to go like plus plus a half. You know, double chance on Australia and draw. I mean, I will say this. <clears throat> they looked pretty poor in defence against France. They looked pretty vulnerable against Tunisia in the second half. I think, you know, Tunisia racked up over a goal in XG. And then, but against the uh, the Danes, mate, I don't know if it was just Denmark or Australia's defence, but in the second half with 30 minutes left, Denmark needed to win the game. And they did not get close. I didn't, like... I'm I'm yeah. I'm barracking for Australia. I was ready for the next half an hour to be the most stressful half an hour of my life, given that Tunisia were winning the other game. And I I'm not gonna lie, I didn't break a sweat. I've broken way more sweats watching Arsenal try and defend a lead <laughs> than the Australian team, which like there's no comparison between an Arsenal team and an Australian yeah. team. So yeah. I Argentina struggled to break down Mexico and Saudi or Saudi Arabia maybe not, but Mexico, they struggled too. So I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think yeah. The, the the problem for them, they will get space, and I think what they've been very clinical with their chances. Australia, I think Kevin Hatchard was saying about um, uh, who was it who scored against Denmark for Australia again? Lecky. Yeah, Lecky. Yeah, and he was saying I think he said on in Twitter is like you know you've seen him play like fifty odd games in the Bundesliga. And has literally never seen him do anything as good as that. So, so it, you know, is again, 
how sustainable is that they're going to kind of do that. But I think they'll get a few chances. They'll get a few shots on target. Um, Argentina will give them a little bit of space um, and, and push forward. But I, yeah, you just saw in the second half of Argentina against Poland that it started to click into gear. Kind of their tails are up. They're confident. They're feeling good. You've got other players coming in, like Alvarez scoring a goal. Um, Callister, you know, you know, brilliant, like, um, you know, switch to have him in the team, that energy. Um, and I think, you know, they, they, they will get overrun. It's just how long they can kind of sustain that against Argentina. Could they go into half time you know, with a break? Do Argentina kind of just, are they content maybe winning, you know, one, like 2 0? And just, uh, but then I don't know. I can't see that happening because, you know, Messi will want to get his golden boot. There'll be other players wanting to get on the score sheet. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's a tough one to call. I think if I was going to go anyway, maybe it would be kind of Australia to hold out till half-time, you know, nil-nil half-time. Um, yeah. That's one of the favourite bet of the tournament. Yeah, well, you can get Australia plus a half at 2.31 for the first yeah, half. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad play at all. But, yeah, like you said, watching Argentina poll and, Argentina, mate, they could have scored like five goals. I don't know what the XG yeah, was at the end, but they yeah. destroyed Poland. They, Poland got to the point where they were 2 0 down. They're like, we have to stop trying to take this team on and just hope that Mexico don't score a goal, <laughs> another goal. Yeah. So, um, that, that, yeah. I, mean, I think that's the danger is, 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 is because you saw with the, the Poland game that um, if you're not able to keep the ball, um, then you're going to tire. And you can see that with Poland. And I think you can see the same thing with Australia. <clears throat> All right, mate. We are definitely not getting through these quickly. But uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's quickly talk. I like France to win to nil versus Poland. I think Poland were probably the third best team in that group. Uh, with um, You could even argue they were the fourth best team with the Saudis in there too. I think you can get France. Let me have a look. France to win to nil. Yeah, I think you can scrap that game versus Tunisia. I think that's just like, a you know, they've rested a million players. So I don't think you need to do any, you know, mad analysis on that. Let me just see if I can get the odds on this one. Yeah, France to win to nil. Oh, I think it's come in now. It was at twos yesterday. I should have pulled the trigger. But, um, yeah, 185 now for France to win to nil. Any any interest for you on this one, mate? Yeah, not not. I wouldn't let them win to nil because I think there's a little bit vulnerable at the back. But um, I'd be happy to take the French on a minus one handicap. Um, you know, again, wait a little bit in play to take that. But I think again, they can easily rack up two or three. Um, you know, all of them on fire. Yeah, I'd be quite quite keen on France to do that. Yeah, France one point three at the moment. Uh, it, minus one and a half is the line. So, sorry, yeah, minus one and a half is the line. So to get minus one, you're probably looking at like 150 around that kind of mark. Mm-hmm. So pretty short, maybe not worth it. Um, <laughs> uh, like I said, I can play a little bit, I think. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's uh, even uh, – oh, no, the, the line's at two and a half on the goals. I was going to say there could be goals in that one, given how fragile Poland were against Argentina. But – Looks like it's price about right. Um, all right, and last one, mate. Your boys, England versus Senegal. <sighs> okay, you're gonna hate me, mate. But what do you? Are you convinced by England yet? I didn't see the game against Wales. Also, I think you should take it with a grain of salt because it was Wales and they had nothing to play for. 
but I looked at all the goals. I looked at the highlights, mate, so I'm very much going off highlights here. Yeah. They scored from a free kick. They scored from an error at the back, and they scored yeah. from a goalkeeping howler. So it wasn't for me as if they completely destroyed Wales with their incredible attack. They still beat them 3-0. They still beat Iran 6-2. I mean, uh, I haven't looked at the, the list of the tournament top scorers, but I think England are there or thereabouts. Uh, with nine goals, you know they didn't score against the US, but they've scored you know six in one, three in the other. Um, without, like you say, necessarily impressing. I'm not one of these people who's sort of like just complete Southgate hater. He's got us to a final. He's got us to a semi-final. There is some method to, to what he does. Obviously, people want it to be more progressive and attacking. Um, you can't shoehorn, shoehorn all those players in. I think you know Foden got his chance. He, he did all right. Um, last time round, everyone was kind of clamouring for Grealish. I don't think he really sort of, you know, sort of showed that, justified that. Um, I, I think with with England, they've just got um, firepower from lots of different angles. They've got lots of different potential goal scorers. You look at the moment, you know, Kane hasn't scored, but England has scored nine goals, and they might be, you know, they might be a free kick, they might be a little, you know, off someone's ass. You know, just like whatever it is, but they scored nine goals without being that convincing. So, it, in a tournament, that's what you want. You know, you, you okay, fine. You know, Iran got the two goals in that game. It was kind of um, at that point, you know, sort of fairly open and meaningless consolation goals. But you know, I don't think Wales they had maybe one or two shots on target the entire game. Bale didn't have a shot on target. Ramsey didn't do anything. Um, you know, in a game that that Wales needed to win and. Um, you know, England were pretty comfortable throughout. So that's exactly what you want. They've kind of, you know, they haven't had to overexert themselves in, in the in the group stages. Um again, you know, they're coming up against a tricky opponent, but I, again, I think you know, England will have too much for them. We almost had a dream scenario today where um Spain and Germany would have gone out. So would have, um, I missed what was happening on the outright markets, but I mean that would have been fascinating to see kind of what how that would have affected the prices on the rest of the uh, the tournament favourites, but um, I think we've got a good, good as good a chance as um, any of the favourites bar Brazil and Argentina. Um, yep. I think you know, but then you know, when it comes to knockout game, you never know the mental edge. Is it there for someone like the dark arts of, of someone like Portugal? Um, but I think I think it's going to be a tight England victory, um, probably in the ninety minutes. I don't know, one nil, two nil, two one. Um, but but you know again I just kind of see us kind of pulling it through the line. <clears throat> yep, got a comment here from Red Bull. He says I am Japanese and I'm well very happy today. Couldn't agree more, mate. Well done. I think everyone yeah, in, must I think be. everyone in the world right now wishes they were Japanese with that win. It's just uh, it was incredible. Um, I, mean, I other don't know than the Australians, you... of course. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you you're in a group with Spain, Germany, and Costa Rica, and the one team you don't beat is Costa Rica, but somehow you win the group. But you know, fair. But however you do it. You did it, so like that's that's yeah. amazing. Um, but yeah, back to the England game. I will probably be betting Senegal plus one goal at nine. It's one ninety five right now. England generally don't go and, especially in these kind of knockout games. If you've looked at their you know record, they don't normally go and blow teams away. You know, the, if they get the one goal lead, Southgate, you know, as we know, he's not the most attacking bloke in the world. So I think uh, even if they got a one goal lead, he'd be pretty happy to, you know, be very uh, pragmatic, I guess you could say, 
And I also think that the draw is very live here. I also think even Senegal to maybe nick a goal. I, I think anything with Senegal, then I'd be happy to take. 465 for Senegal, I think, uh, I think it, to qualify. I think that's a little bit high too. I just think England are still just a tad overrated. And, and you also don't know if he's going to go out there and play Foden and these kind of guys. I mean, I, I would... I'm obviously biased, but I still think Saka deserves his place back in the team. But you look at someone like Sterling, he, he's not the same player he used to be. So that would be maybe the guy I would take out and put Foden in good. there. I think I think he's been doing all right this year. Uh, but I think that's the problem, man. You can make a case for six, you know, five or six of those forwards for England. And that that's a credit to England. You know, everyone kind of hates on England and Southgate, but, um, you know, you lot try being the manager and see if everyone's happy. It's just impossible, right? It, it, um, and, 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 you know, I think, again, because Kane hasn't scored, but yeah. it just shows the supporting cast are being rotated and used well. But, yeah, I, mean, I, I like that. I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't put you off those prices on Senegal. That, those are, they just do sound quite generous. I, I think... I hope you're wrong. I, my, my, my biggest... Um... My biggest issue with Southgate is if you look at that England side, it's actually if you put out your best eleven, it's actually like it's actually a ridiculously good team, and it's got incredible depth. And I just think England should be at very at the very least like nipping at Brazil's toes. And right now, I feel like they are. Oh, mate, come on! I mean, do you think Brazil, okay, do Brazil? You think this England team is better than like the uh, 2002 World Cup team with like I don't know what Rio Ferdinand, John Terry at the back, Ashley Cole, the best left back in the world. Uh, what, well, I'm not saying that. I'm saying today. I'm saying today. So if you, like I think if they had a if Southgate, if they had a better coach, I think they could be at the top with Brazil right now as second favourites or potentially even first favourites. Like, look at the Brazil attack. You've got Rafinha on one wing. You've got Richarlison in the middle and on the left, uh, maybe you can scrap the Vinicius Jr., but Richarlison and Rafinha, they're not not—they're not someone you'd look at and go, Jesus, they are some of the best attackers in the world. They're probably they're just like that level below that. And then you look at the same with like Harry Kane. You've got uh, uh, Foden, Saka, all these guys. They're kind of on that same level and they just, they can't get them, he can't get them to fire in, in the same way. And they also... I mean, anyone that starts Harry Maguire at the back, mate. I'm sorry, he's he's a massive. He's he's. I just I think that he could get way more out of this English team if he was a better coach. So I don't know. The argument is we've had lots of good coaches who've done nothing. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just not. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's not an argument I follow. I, I see why people say it. People love to beat up on him, but the guy's got to a final and a semi final by playing this kind of negative, pragmatic way. You know. If you, could they have done it otherwise or would they have just been brutally exposed? I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. I mean, you make you do make a good argument that he has taken them deep before. Um, but yeah, I don't know. He's got all these young players in there that have improved in those last four years, so I feel like he has to blood them through. But anyway, mate, we'll just go around in circles all day, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just not bring up sort of the thoughts on Qatar. Yeah. And- <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm just seeing opening odds here on Spain versus Morocco, though. Morocco at 7.03 on Pinnacle. That Mm. looks huge to me right now. 
So and it's a very I, big. I uh, I would I would be more than happy to take. Uh, I know Spain, you know, should easily be favourites there, but seven point zero three for Morocco. They're a good team, mate. They're a good team. So uh, something for to leave people with today. Absolutely. I'm sure by next week it won't be seven point zero three. All right, mate. Um, we've gone through a lot today, but what's your best bet? Oh, the best bet uh, for tomorrow. God, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've lost track. <laughs> All the bloody games we're doing. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I don't know, because I'm guessing you probably may be on that as well, but I would say goals in Ghana, Uruguay. But my take would be uh, first half goals. I'm taking sort of two and a half first half goals, but you know, you could go for one and a half as well. But just basically just get on goals for Ghana, Uruguay. All right. I'll go unders in the Netherlands game. And oh, we did not as well. Oh, mate, come on! <laughs> and and Senegal plus one. I think that's uh, that's pretty pretty decent. But I think Netherlands no, under. The week we'll back tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow we'll go with uh, oh, Uruguay overs. I, 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 that's above evens too. I think that's yeah, best play. Yeah, I All think right. so. Yeah. I'll see if there's any nice little uh, yeah. Uh, Loch Ness says, Loch Yes says, Spain don't win that many matches. They control the games and draw. So, yeah, I think you can get a, let me see, Morocco. Oh, okay, Morocco plus one's at 186. So, that's not humongous, but, uh, no. but yeah. All right. I think that does us, mate. Um, thanks for joining us. You can you can find Neil on Twitter at MyBetOrLife. We will be back on <clears throat> my, Sunday night, once again, we'll preview the rest of the round of 16 games. I can't remember who's on that with me. Maybe Neil's around. Maybe Paul's around. I uh, I, I haven't organised that all yet. So either way, we'll have a stellar cast for you here. But thanks for listening, everyone. Please do all the good stuff. Give us a like. Subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to give Trademate Sports a go, start a free week trial and uh, start your value betting journey. Neil, it's been very fun, mate. I'm going straight to bed after this. Yeah, you go to bed now. (laughs) If I took my glasses off, you'd see some horrible things, I reckon. (laughs) (laughs) All right, see you guys.